Welcome to the Click Podcast. I'm Danny Watson, a mindset and manifestation expert and founder of The Click, a company that helps women overcome their fears and limiting beliefs to create a life and business that they love. Within this podcast, I will help you get clear on what you want, identify the blocks that are holding you back, transform your mindset and raise your vibration so that you can co-create magic with the universe. If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello ladies and welcome to a brand new week. I am so sorry that there wasn't an episode last week. Um, I'm going to share why there wasn't an episode last week but I'm not quite ready to share it yet. So it is some exciting news that is coming soon but we are here now anyway and I'm excited today to chat to you about meditation and its role within the manifestation process and more importantly (laughs) what to do if you feel like you struggle to actually get yourself into that deep meditative state. Because this is something that I've obviously been getting nudges from the universe to do a a podcast episode on this topic, because I've had quite a few people reach out to me recently just about how I meditate and what my process looks like for that. And I thought I would share with you a little bit of my meditation journey, because It's something that I have done for a very long time now. Like it was even before I started my business, like the very, very early stages of me getting into mindset work was actually meditation. And at the time, what was interesting was that I didn't even realize that it was meditation that I was doing. And I think this is perhaps why it worked so well for me in the early days, because I didn't necessarily call it meditation. I didn't realize that I was meditating. Um, And I think the issue sometimes with people struggling to meditate is that they put all of this pressure on themselves to free their mind of thoughts, to get really clear, you know, to be on their meditation mat. They think the meditation has to look a certain way, you know, a candle burning and incense in the corner, you know, somewhere calm and peaceful. And Actually, it doesn't always need to be like that. So let's just take it back to my first experience with meditation. Um, Actually, it wasn't my first experience. I'd kind of tried it before, but it was, I was kind of being intentional about, okay, I'm going to sit here and meditate. And then it was at a point in my life, actually, when I was really kind of at my rock bottom. Um, It was when I was in a prior relationship, I was engaged to somebody and I'd found out that he was cheating. And I was in a job at the time that I really, really didn't enjoy. And I would go, I'd be on my commute to work and I'd be on the bus in London. I'd have to get like a bus and a tube right across town. So it was a pretty long commute. And this was kind of my time to sort of, well, for a while, it was my time to just sit there and be miserable and to kind of be miserable about my relationship and about my career. But when I started to sort of figure out, okay, well, I I need something in my life to kind of support me here. And I started to get into the world of mindset and personal development. And I read a book called The Power of Now. Okay, and so I've spoken about this book before because this was really, for me, kind of the first book that really got me to feel a different way. I was at this place where I was feeling really lost, really anxious, 
just really, really low. And it was this book that kind of helped me out of that. And the concept with the power of now is really about being mindful of the present moment, living within the present moment, okay? And it's recognizing that we have these thoughts going on within our brain, but kind of almost allowing ourselves to see those thoughts kind of floating past us like clouds and not getting too consumed by them. And this for me at the time really, really helped because a lot of my thoughts, pretty much all of my thoughts at this point in my life were negative. They were very sort of destructive, negative thoughts. And so having this moment when I would be on my daily commute and I'd read this book and then I'd take a few minutes to kind of put what I was reading into practice, I started to kind of feel this amazing lightness, Okay. Now, as I was doing this, I was, as I was putting it into practice, my eyes were open. So again, I didn't necessarily consider this to be meditation because my eyes were open. I was sort of looking out the window and I was just very much practicing being in the moment, not thinking about anything, not allowing my mind to wander, just really just kind of focusing on my breath, kind of really just observing what was going on around me, but not necessarily get, getting drawn into it, not creating any thoughts around it, not living in my brain too much, you know, <laughs> that when we have that kind of that whirring mind where we're kind of caught up in a narrative or we're telling ourselves a certain story and we're not actually paying attention to the world around us because we're kind of stuck in our head. I was getting myself completely out of my head and just into the present moment. And I started to feel this really incredible shift. And it just, like, it would actually bring me almost to tears because it was this feeling that I hadn't felt in a very, very long time. And it was, I realized it was, it was this feeling of inner peace. It was actually the feeling of pure joy, pure happiness. And here's the thing, right? At this time in my life, in my outer world, I felt like I didn't really have anything to be joyful about, okay? I, you know, everything in my life felt like it was falling to pieces. My career, my relationship, I was in an incredible amount of debt, which was really kind of dragging me down as well. Yet I could still get to this place on my daily commute. You know, I'm on a bus, <laughs> definitely not the most glamorous place in the world. I remember when I started doing this, it was sort of the winter time. So it was gray, rainy, miserable. You know, everything in my reality was telling me I should be miserable. <laughs> Yet here I was in this place where I'd never felt more amazing. I'd never felt happier. I'd never felt more joyful in those, you know, those, those brief moments, because honestly, they were quite brief. But I could feel this, just this, I was in this really, really blissful state. And as I mentioned, it wasn't until later that I realized that what I was doing here was technically meditation. I was disconnecting from my thoughts. I wasn't getting caught up in that, you know, internal chitter chatter. I was switching that off. And when you switch that off, you allow yourself to connect to your highest self. You allow yourself to connect to your higher wisdom, okay? And your sense of being, your, your identity in its purest form, 
doesn't come with all the negative voices. It doesn't come with all the worries or the anxieties or the feelings of low self-worth. You in your highest form is pure love, okay? And that's what I was experiencing, that feeling of pure love, me connected to my highest version of myself stripped away from all of that sort of negative chitter-chatter. And that's what meditation can do for you. And the reason why it is so powerful in the manifestation process is because when we are connected to that energy, to our higher self, to, you know, source, to the feeling of love, when we are vibrating at, you know, the feeling of love, which is the highest possible frequency, that's when we are most open to receive everything. That's when we are most in alignment to receive all of our desires because there's nothing getting in the way, right? There's no negative voice to tell you, you can't have this or you can't do this or you don't deserve this. When we strip all of those voices away, we create a clear path to our desires. So this was my first experience with it. And I then actually, from kind of, you know, reading books, I ended up reading a book called The Miracle Morning, which I've also spoken about a lot, which kind of spoke about creating this this daily ritual. And I went on to then create my own morning, miracle morning routine, which included meditation. Now, here was the interesting thing. When I tried to include this as part of my daily routine, all of a sudden it became something that I really struggled with. And I found myself kind of almost like putting this pressure on myself to kind of wipe the slate clean when it came to my, my you know, my inner thoughts to really kind of silence myself. And, you know, the, the, the scene had to be perfect. So I'd sort of create this sort of space where I would sit down on a cushion and, you know, I'd have like an incense burning, I'd have a candle there, you know, I'd maybe have a crystal in my hand. And it was almost like, Meditation had to look a certain way for me to be able to do it properly. But what I found was that as soon as I sat down to meditate, it was like all of these negative thoughts and all of these, you know, things that I had to think about were kind of dumped into my lap. And it was like I couldn't get rid of them. And to begin with, I just really found the whole process a struggle. I really found it difficult to switch off. And I was constantly being distracted by things that I had to do that day, things that had happened during the week, you know, other things that were going on in my life. It was really, really hard for me to just sit and to focus. And something that I kind of then realized was this sort of connection between, you know, this this book that I'd read, The Power of Now, and what I was now trying to do, this practice of being mindful, being present, And I started to think, well, hang on a second, I've been able to do this before and I know how great it feels. I was, you know, just on the commute and I was not putting any pressure on myself. I was just being playful with the whole kind of idea of being mindful and it worked. You know, I didn't even have my eyes closed. I was looking out of the window. So I started to think, okay, how do I allow myself to be a bit more playful with this? And this is a principle we can apply to anything that we try and do in life. Often when we approach things with this this kind of this seriousness and this heaviness and this pressure to kind of get it right or to, to do things in a certain way, we often actually struggle 
to do that thing. We make it more difficult than what it needs to be. And this is what I was doing with meditation. I was, you know, assuming that it had to look a certain way and I was making it more difficult than it needed to be. And therefore it was more difficult. Okay, so I thought, well, how can I start to be a little bit more playful with this? And for me, my kind of my, the, the, the where I went from this was thinking, well, how can I take my meditation off the mat? How can I start to do it in an, envi- in an environment where it doesn't feel like meditation? Because obviously that's what's worked for me previously. So I actually found, and this is something that I will still do now, I call it my meditation walks, where rather than sitting on a mat, you know, and, and that, I, I will come back to that in a second, because I have got that technique for meditation to work for me. But what worked for me then and what still works for me now were these meditation walks. And the way that these happen is that I'll basically take myself out on a walk <laughs> and not take anything with me. So you don't want any phone, nothing that's going to distract you. And the idea is, is that you are walking. <laughs> You're walking just for the pure fact that walking in nature brings you joy and you're just being completely mindful of your surroundings without focusing on anything else, without thinking about anything else. And that for me, you know, actually having my eyes open and almost using my steps, the walk, you know, the the beat of my, my feet on the ground, almost using that as my sort of rhythm. Because this is, you know, with meditation, it's almost like getting yourself into a rhythm. So often when you're sat on the mat, the thing that you're focusing on is your breath, the rhythm of your breath. But outdoors, it would be the rhythm of my feet. And I found that for me worked so much better. In fact, it was the only thing that really worked for me in the beginning, because I was just sort of taking my pressure, the pressure off myself. I was just saying, look, I'm going on a walk and I just want to be as mindful as possible on that walk. And I found that I could tap into that high vibe state whilst I was on these meditation walks. Now, when it came to them bringing the practice onto my mat, because I knew I wanted to have something that I could do, you know, without having to always go out on a walk. Um, You know, maybe the weather's really, really bad and I don't really want to kind of go outside and go on a walk. Or maybe I've only got a couple of minutes to meditate. So I knew I needed, you know, I wanted to have a solution for how to actually connect with that high vibe feeling whilst on a mat. And actually what I found really worked well for me um, was actually to use an app. Um, I use a guided meditation or use meditation music as a way to kind of really help me feel connected. So the app that I use, and I still use it now, is Insight Timer. And the great thing about that is that it has different um, styles of meditation, and you can also choose a meditation that is a specific length. So let's say, for example, you know you've only got five minutes to meditate, you can go and select a meditation that is five minutes long. And I would suggest if you are, you know, exploring meditating using an app or, you know, using guided meditations, play around with different styles and figure out, you know, what kind of voices you gravitate more towards, what kind of um, sort of styles of meditation. It might be a guided meditation where somebody is talking. It might actually just be meditative music. So I love meditating to binaural beats. Um, The thing that's really powerful about 
binaural beats is that they help you to access a theta brainwave state. And this is ultimately what we're trying to get to, you know, um, you know, a, a more deeply relaxed state. And what's quite interesting, actually, about a theta brainwave state is that this is the brainwave in which our beliefs are the most malleable. So it's the, the, the state in which our beliefs can most easily be changed. And part of the reason for this is because as children, so if we think about our subconscious mind, as children, this is where most of our subconscious thoughts are formed. Okay, and as children, we operate predominantly in a theta brainwave state. So when we think about, okay, so these beliefs have been formed within this state. If we then want to change these beliefs later on in life, we can go back into this theta state and doing so is a great way to actually change what's going on at the subconscious level. So something that I also like to do, and this is something that you can perhaps think about creating for yourself, is your own recorded meditation where you are repeating certain beliefs that you want to believe at a subconscious level. So thinking about, okay, well, what are some of my low-lying beliefs? So for this to really work, you kind of need to have a good understanding of what some of those negative subconscious beliefs are. So let's say, for example, you're wanting to create for yourself a money mindset meditation and you think about, okay, well, some of my subconscious limiting money beliefs are, I believe making money has to be hard work. I believe it's greedy to be rich. I believe that I will lose friends and family if my finances change. Start to think about what are some of those negative limiting beliefs actually are for you. And then the idea is, is that you can create your own meditation by recording the opposites of those beliefs. So making money is easy. It's a good thing to be rich. You know, if I have money, I can give back in a bigger way. My friends and family are going to support me in my financial desires. They want me to be financially abundant. So start thinking or start actually speaking out loud the opposites of these beliefs and record yourself as you do it. And then what you end up with is a a soundtrack of all of these positive affirmations, these positive beliefs that can be repeated through the meditation process. And what I then like to do when I've created these meditations for myself is actually attach them to a theta music. So, or binaural beats. So I've used a site called Enlightened Audio. So you can just Google it. It's called Enlightened Audio and it is royalty-free music. So it's, it's music that you pay for, but when you, once you've purchased that music, you have a license to use it, you know, to create your own meditations. And on there, I've actually created meditations. They've, they've got some theta music, so this beautiful music that you can use and then you can, I just used a, um, you know, iMovie. You can probably find somebody to do this on Fiverr for you as well, um, where somebody will actually put the, the voice recording you've created and the music together, okay? And the beautiful thing of this is that you've then got 
your own personalized meditation that very much speaks to what you are experiencing. And here's the thing with doing this, right? Like meditation, as I mentioned, it's a really, really powerful way to really change what's going on within our beliefs. We can raise our vibration through it. But often when the meditations are quite generic or, you know, not necessarily um, reflective of our personal circumstances, sometimes it's harder for us to really properly connect with that meditation or to get kind of what we need from it. And so creating something that's a little bit more personalized from my experience has really, really supported me. Now, something else that I found really helped was to to actually kind of almost take the pressure off how long I was going to meditate for. So it's useful to have a timer because (laughs) if you're anything like me, I sometimes have been known to fall asleep in meditation. So I will always set myself an alarm of, you know, my absolute maximum time that I can meditate for. But what I've learned to do is actually take any sort of time pressure off for meditating for a certain length and just saying to myself, look, I've got half an hour here. I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to meditate and I'm just, you know, I will come out of meditation as and when I am ready to. Okay. I certainly don't need to do the full half an hour. I might actually feel like I want to do more than half an hour, but I don't put any sort of time pressure on myself. Because I think that can sometimes really, you know, disrupt the process when we're thinking about, well, how long have I been meditating for? Or um, from my experience, it was often, oh my God, I've been sat here for 10 minutes now and I'm still not in a meditative state. It was kind of like getting frustrated with myself if I hadn't got into that deep meditative state quickly. You know, let's say I've only got five minutes to meditate and I'm two minutes in and I'm thinking, well, I'm still kind of thinking about things here. I'm not fully relaxed yet. This meditation session is going to be pointless. You know, sometimes when there's that sort of time pressure, it often distracts you and is, is counterproductive to the meditation. So I will try and release any kind of time pressure And I will just sit there and, you know, not feel rushed with the process, not feel like I have to meditate for any certain amount of time. And I find that that really just helps me really get into the meditation a lot quicker, if I'm being honest. But kind of coming into this a little bit more, because I think sometimes, again, we often put pressure on ourselves for, you know, every meditation practice to be perfect or to be amazing. And there's honestly, there's going to be some days where you just don't get into it. And that's okay. I would never say that that is time wasted, because you've still given yourself that time and space to just be rather than to, you know, to be doing all the time. And that in itself is still a good thing. So even if you feel that you've, you know, taken 10 minutes to meditate and actually the whole 10 minutes you were thinking about what you're going to have for dinner, that's absolutely okay. The worst thing you can do is start beating yourself up about the fact, you know, you are distracted during that practice. Draw a line under the sand, you know, the world's not going to end if you've had one, you know, not so productive meditation session. <laughs> and, and, you know, your next time you come back to meditation, it is a clean slate. So just, again, it's about taking that pressure off yourself for, you know, for you to get things perfect. Now, remember that meditation, it doesn't need to look like, 
you know, a huge chunk of time, even if you've just got one minute. In fact, sometimes one minute can be more powerful than 10 minutes because it's easier for us sometimes to put all of our focus, um, you know, on one minute than it is for 10 minutes. You know, if we're just told, okay, we just want to focus on, let's say, your breath for one minute, you know, that we can do quite easily. When it comes to doing that for a longer period, that's sometimes when it becomes a little bit more challenging. So this is where, you know, meditation is something that can be easily slotted into your day. Don't think, oh, well, I don't have the time to do this. How about tomorrow morning when you wake up, when your alarm goes off, Rather than rushing out of bed straight away, how about just lying there for one minute or, you know, 30 seconds, however long, doesn't matter, and just being completely mindful of your breath, breathing in and breathing out. And then you've meditated. You started your day with meditation. And then try doing that again before you go to sleep. So taking some time just before, you know, once you're in bed, once you're kind of ready to close your eyes and go to sleep, How can you just take a little bit of time to just be still, be present, focus on your breath? And then congratulations, you've just found yourself meditating twice in one day. And again, you know, it doesn't need to be this big thing. We can keep it simple. It's a habit that you can gradually build upon, okay? It doesn't need to be this big thing happening all at once. Now, I don't want you to start expecting fireworks to happen straight away because it won't. If I'm being completely honest, you're not necessarily going to access that super high vibe state on your first meditation session or in fact on every meditation session. I certainly don't. I've been I've been meditating now for a, a long time and not every meditation session I do is fireworks or feels electric. But the times that it does definitely make up for that. Because those times when I know that I really connected with my highest self, it honestly feels like, it feels like pure love, feels like pure joy, pure bliss. And I know that when I've accessed that, I just want to cling on to it. But I know it's a feeling that I am not able to stay in for forever. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I know sometimes that accessing that state, it can feel short-lived. But I know just even a glimpse of, you know, accessing that state, even just for a short time, can have a huge, huge impact on what I'm able to subsequently manifest. And I know because I've seen this play out in my life, when some of my most dramatic manifestations have happened, I know it's been off the back of a time when I've really felt connected with myself, connected with my higher wisdom, connected with the universe, and I've been able to tap into that through meditation. Okay, so I've seen the power that being able to access that state can have. So definitely stick with it, you know, release that pressure to kind of get any certain result from meditation or to feel a certain way or to, you know, for it to look a certain way, let go of all of that and just, you know, allow yourself to have fun with it, allow yourself to just enjoy it for what it is, okay, and see where it takes you. Okay, so I hope this episode was helpful for you all today. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you all next week. Have a wonderful week, ladies. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact 
our free 10-day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu. Thank you.